Welcome to Across the Pond, Marketing Transformed, a podcast that explores ways to transform your business and marketing strategy. Whether you're a rising star, entrepreneur, or experienced professional, a show packed with stories to inspire success and build a growth mindset for you and your company. Featuring global brand CMOs, transformation experts, and business founders, your co-hosts, Chris Lawson in London, UK, and Samuel Moni across the pond in Philadelphia, USA. Hey, Sam, how are you this week? Doing awesome, as always. I think that's the same response I give each and every episode, so I'm sticking with it. Pretty much, yes. Um, The season has definitely been about you being awesome in the face of adversity, I think, quite often. there you go. That's the that's the right mindset to have, I hope. Exactly, yeah. And I can't believe it is the end of a season, Sam. You know, it's like a um, sort of a, a milestone in one respect. We're at episode fifty three, and we wanted to do something different in this one. And and uh, this season was all about a practical approach that someone coming into marketing could take and use and give them a step-by-step plan or whether you were a founder or a CMO or a CEO, the same applied. And um, and why we looked at it was because, well, we, you know, I remember us discussing it before, there's a large number of MBAs out there, foundation courses, degrees, at mm-hmm. what is quite often a ridiculous cost. And it can feel quite elitist, quite unachievable or viable financially. And we wanted to brave our convention, didn't we? Yeah, it was about offering something that was practical and applicable in a short space of time rather than spending, you know, years and years of theory like what can you actually put into practice and use right away yeah exactly now we're not, we're not saying that this can replace that and um hopefully we can uh, we can come on to it because um you know some of the things that we've wanted to make sure we do is provide that that basic plan ensure that we've got that overview and then look at it in more depth and and we're really clear that skills are not acquired overnight especially for adults but but they can be learned and are built upon and over time developed. And that's about consistency. Um, and it's about having a tool, um, tool, toolkit, so a sort of a template mm-hmm. to follow. And, and that's where the skills, mindsets and behaviours came into it, isn't it, in terms of like separating the plan into that. Um, I think the other thing that we were reflecting on is that you need to learn and practice the technical skills. Um, and you have to have that right mindset in order to be able to do that, to sustain the change and to actually sort of embed it, you need clear behaviours um, in order to be able to learn continuously from them as you're putting it into practice. Um, and it's also about small incremental improvements rather than grand gestures. So so that, that was the basis of a plan, wasn't it? Yeah. So just to be clear, I'm not denigrating the academe and the study of marketing and, and its principles whatsoever. I'm a huge fan of that. And I believe that's important. What we're looking to do is put it into practice and make it accessible for you so that you can actually do it straight away. There's a quote from the most recent episode, episode 52, I am the one and it's not about me. And that resonated with listeners. And that really sums up modern leadership. And I'll talk a bit more about that. It's absolutely equal to to modern marketing. And when we think about how we put this all together, we organized the Agile Marketing Action Plan into four different sections. And the sequence is the way it is because we wanted to get the cornerstones in place and then the skills, then the mindsets, and then actually how you behave. So these behaviors are things you're supposed to be doing and see in real life. And 
the mindsets can be internal, they can be practiced and they're often uncomfortable. And that's why we really like that part. Mm. And the behaviors were to encourage the momentum, the ways to actually be and do things. And others should be able to give you feedback because they see you doing it or not doing that. And the planning process is definitely different for, for modern marketers because it is about being agile, about the ability to move quickly and to move easily and the ability to break tasks into short phases of work. And then you're frequently reassessing and adapting when new information comes in. So you're not setting it and forgetting it. You're actually on an annual cycle. You're really looking at real-time data, forces you to really work the steps and it's a constant evolution. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that evolution, um, I think, is a, an incredibly important point because you have to keep learning. This isn't a static cycle anymore. It, it's not a organize and plan and look at it 12 months later. It's not a learn it once and never return to it. This is organic. It is an evolution because if you are not in touch and if you are not ahead, then you're behind and you just can't afford to be in this day and age. And as we come to the end of a season, we want to provide an opportunity for our listeners, wherever they are working at the moment, as a thank you for sticking with us over the last last year, really. Uh, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's been fantastic, the interaction we've had and, uh, you know, the great ideas to help shape stuff along and the, the motivation when you think that you might be talking into a black hole. And, and so if there is a leadership challenge or an organization issue or a skill or a mindset or a behavior that needs some work and refinement, then we'd be really glad to offer some one-to-one consultation time, wouldn't we, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. And this is what we love to do. So this is our opportunity to pay back and, and to offer our listeners this unique opportunity and check out how to make this Agile Marketing Action Plan a thing that is relevant to you and your business, your brand, your organization, your community, your nonprofit, whichever it is. Yeah, exactly. And and the, the reality is, is that we, we don't actually spend that much time each episode talking about our day jobs and what we're doing Monday to Friday, which I'm thinking would mean that we'd have no listeners. But but at the same time, this is very much the approach of both of us taking our, our sort of consultancy roles. And, and it is important to, to combine the two and carve out some time as a thank you then um, what I would suggest you do there's a contact form on the website which is www.marketingtransformed.com and uh, hopefully you got all that saved as your favorites anyway just go to the contact form leave us your details and and we'd 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 love to help if we can yeah absolutely so as a time of publishing this this is the towards the end of September so our aim is to keep that offer alive through to the end through September through the end of October 2020 so make sure you check out the website marketingtransform.com fill out the form and we'll be in touch yeah good stuff but uh, back back to today in terms of what we're what we're going to look at uh, is is just provide a bit of a sort of a summary and a flavour for the, the all of the agile marketing action plan that we've been working on over the last uh, you know well I think it's probably about fourteen weeks all in total isn't it you know the fact that we set this up around having the cornerstones the things that are really really important just those foundations in place uh, the skills that you're going to need to deliver on that, the two mindsets, and we'll talk about a bit more about that later on. And then, of course, the behaviours to, to deal with that. Um, and it was important to make sure we'd covered all of those. Uh, 
So if I, if I just start off with the the foundations of peace, first of all, the the, the pillars, the cornerstones, and uh, and I think a phrase that I've used time and time again in my consultancy work of a moment is follow your north star and build on strong foundations. And and I think why that's coming up is obviously the times that we're in at the moment, but also. If you don't know what you're aiming for, how can you get there? Yes, the journey may have unexpected turns, but you have to know where you're going. That's why the initial episode really set the scene for me. Um, Yes, once that is sorted, um, you need to be able to follow a clear playbook and also measure what you plan to do, which was also the, the part of the foundations that we put in place. But first of all, that clarity of vision Um, And the theme that has really resonated throughout the podcast has been about purpose, Um, brands with purpose. And uh, and that's about how you provide a positive impact on others in society beyond making money. One thing that stood out for me, Sam, I think it was episode 41, was uh, something that you talked about when defining that that brand, about the fact that you think of a framework in terms of like, um, what it, what all, what should be always there, what could be there, and what never would be there. Um, yeah, you, you remember that, don't you? It's not too long ago. Yeah, it is. It is, and it always stands out for to be able to take those three buckets or three columns and actually think, okay, what is always part of my brand? Maybe could be, and then never would be. Having that clarity and forcing yourself to make those choices is is a key skill and a key cornerstone to have when you're building a brand. And it, it's a really nice, simple framework, and and I've uh, I've used it uh, since uh, you talked to me about it, and uh, I know a couple of other people have as well, which is really, really good. But we also talk about brand DNA and that that brand essence. And for me, branding is about recognition. It's about memorability. And that's also about evangelism and doing what you say you were going to do. And interestingly, in the, the UK, most recently, I've been working with one association and three founders of sort of a private, privately funded sort of, sort of startups in a about three or fourth year of growth. And they're all soul-searching at the moment as to what their, is their company's purpose. And actually, that that's a bit unfair because they, they know what the purpose is, is what they are going to do in terms of like how they communicate it, how they can weave that DNA into ever, everything that they do in the business. And, and it's a fascinating thing. I think sometimes our job is about holding a mirror up, isn't it, Sam? It's about you know letting letting that sort of get exposed by people sort of talking about it. Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, it's that reflection on yourself and what you want to stand for. And do you do you like the image you see and what it what do you envision that to be and how you're going to evolve that? So I love that literally holding up a mirror. And can you can you really look? look back with integrity or is there an opportunity to evolve and enhance the purpose of your organization and what impact you have in communities and in the greater wider world out there yeah and you know whether you're a founder or whether you're a ceo or whether you've got a a plan for how search engine marketing is going to be done in your organization there's something there in terms of like your vision what what got you into the role in that first place, why you created something in the first place. And you need to see how you can apply that to the brand with one clear North Star and a set of principles that it's built on. And a shout out to Olio this week, um, which we featured during this season.
season, um, which is a recycling, a food recycling platform over here in the UK, but expanding globally fast. That they've just upped their game um, by linking up with uh, National Grocer Tesco's here. And, and you know when you can sense that momentum, Sam, when there's basically a good news story about the brand, which doesn't just feel like fluff. It's actually thinking, wow, that's pretty fundamental week in, week out. And, and that seems to be what's happening with those um, at those uh, that team at the moment. And, and uh, really well done to Tessa and Sasha, um, in terms of like what they've managed to achieve so far. So you can clearly see why we started off with those cornerstones as the start to this. And then we built on that with the skills and they were about performance marketing, unleashing content and creativity, and then enhancing and maximizing your customer experience. So those were the three skills that we really felt had to be in place for modern marketers. So the performance marketing piece was as old school as it gets, because we, I, so I certainly argue that emails, online adverts, flyers, database marketing, promo letters, newspapers, phone texts, mag, magazine adverts, coupons. Okay, I'm reeling off a list of tactics here. But they're, they're all in place because at the end of the day, with direct response marketing, you actually have a lot of data of what does and doesn't work. And that's the fundamental here, to have the data of what and do, does and doesn't work. So while we may focus more on the digital aspects throughout this, there's still the, the the role, the fundamental role of what was deemed old school. And I always think of radio as funny because that's always been digital. So radio may as been be as old as the hills, but the signal does come through the airways in a digital form. So that still counts. And I think people sometimes forget about the power of audio, the power of, of, of radio. And when we're thinking about performance marketing, we say, look, make sure that you agree your budget and use all the right tools and integrate it and integrate brand throughout, not just in a, in a specific segment was really excited about the how to generate killer content and, and cultivate that creativity, which was a, a key, key episode that built on the skills part. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was something we reflected on last season as, well, season as well in terms of like how we could enhance the content that we were creating, relaunch a website, uh, which has been good, putting all the transcripts on there so people get a written source there. We've launched a YouTube channel with videos. So there's about almost 100 videos now, um, which is is going down well and also put the um the uh, episode transcripts on a medium as well which has reached a whole different audience hasn't it yeah so it's being creative ensuring you have an inspiration an inspirational um, briefing process and really leveraging the experts where, wherever you can and we talked a bit about capturing hearts and minds with story and i'll talk a bit more about that and as we're doing that well, then you get the customer experience and really understanding the difference between customer journey, which is the flow and sequence of the steps and decisions that a customer goes through, but the customer experience, which is about the, all the interactions between a company and a customer that leads to that positive or negative perception. So you really have got to optimize and maximize that customer experience. And in doing this well in 2020 going forwards, then what are the behaviors that are here to stay or not? I, I talked about my local gym and how you have to reserve to attend and does that increase or decrease my loyalty because I'm thinking about them a bit more proactively I'm more engaged I'm reading their blogs I'm reading their content so that could actually help build that stronger relationship and then you're also thinking about the value and sweating the incentives that you actually offer when you're when you're optimizing that customer experience what makes a customer valuable is it revenue is it brand promotion is it the cost of retaining them who brings the most value and how do you judge what that value is and how do you turn that customer sentiment 
into bottom and top line impact. So those are the elements of the skills that modern marketers need to have. Yeah, really nice and clear that, Sam. And then we looked at the, the mindsets. We split it into two mindsets. And and I think it, it's right to call out the two, both growth and transformation. Both of those feel incredibly relevant. But one thing fascinated me, Sam, was that actually, um, and living up to what we're preaching about turn calling out facts and turning them into insight, our, our least listened to episode of the whole series was around growth mindset, yet it is fundamental and and is one of the most talked about subjects in leadership and marketing at the moment. So so it's interesting to to think were we off the mark or alternatively has so much been written around growth mindsets, but I'm not sure that's been adopted yet. So it, again, it's important to to keep refreshing our, ourselves and and thinking how do we put more into practice, and we. Yeah, go on. Yeah, and I just so I I just jump in there and say that the part of that is the topic is quite uncomfortable if you really reflect on it and how we view situations and how we re- respond and how we learn from failures, how we celebrate other people's successes, how we're not intimidated by that. Asking questions when you're not sure and don't know and when you're not good at something, you actually see mastery and effort as the path to glory versus saying, no, I'm not good at that. I'm going to give up. So it's uncomfortable and it does cause some dissonance. So hopefully listeners can can check that out because that's an integral component through how we see marketing and our marketing marketing philosophies. Yeah, yeah, um, well said. And a lot of companies profess to have a growth mindset and fall of that first hurdle. And that, that's about ensuring they've got a strong feedback culture and, and actually listening to their feedback in the first place and, and understanding how they're going to learn from it. And it's also the point we made was about individual and collective responsibility. And uh, and you have to do both. Um, and that's because you, there may well be proactive employees employees there but you can't you can't just sort of take a seat back and expect it all to happen for you you have to look after your own learning as well uh, and if, if anything the last six months has taught us it's about the need to transform and of course that goes far beyond digital transformation which we talked about um, it's about the transformation of culture our management style how we work what we sell and uh, you know one of the, the most fascinating things for me was that we we titled it how to fuel a transformation mindset and make a difference and and you're not born with it it's an approach to life and work which i you know i think that we made a point that it separates those that watch stuff happen to them and that could be a business that grows or decline or you decide how you're going to take action and uh, how you're going to affect change and and that might be about changing that culture and belief in organization um and you know i've certainly seen that myself in in a couple of organizations but we'll talk about that a bit later on yeah the transformation and growth mindset so really shaking up how people operate and operate individually but also on a broader level and as we are thinking about how you're thinking and maybe a bit more cerebral sometimes putting into practice then we made sure that the the behaviors were all about stuff that you're going to have to be doing you're going to have to actually put it out there people are going to have to be able to see this stuff in action you're supposed to see it in action and be able to actually measure and um, articulate it and so in the behavior section we had measure what matters we talked about collaboration and and also we talked about role modeling modern leadership and starting with measuring what matters now 
there are eight or so measures that we've called out are fundamental. We talk about business performance targets and cost per acquisition and behavioral changes. I won't reel them all off, but there are eight or so metrics that we we say are important. But the important thing throughout that is actually cut through the noise. So what does make sense? What is going to make the biggest difference? And how does that link to what's going on throughout your business throughout the marketplace and actually make sure that there are linkages throughout the metrics you choose. So if you have a growth target or um, a target to protect revenue or gain listeners or gain new users, can you actually calculate that on the back of a of a napkin? Can you actually get real behavioral change numbers and does it link to that top or bottom line or other objectives? And if it doesn't, then you're going to have to go back to the drawing board. We spent a lot of time in the episode about how to inspire collaboration, and we really celebrated that there is this shift. The old paradigm of collaboration, you kind of need to expand beyond the expected partnerships. So sales and marketing, yes. Technology infrastructure, yes. But the modern business, the product and the marketing need to work together. They, You have to break those siloed relationships and you have to ensure you're truly customer obsessed. And within that, I certainly have a, had throughout my career seen the power of design, the power of design thinking and design inspiration. And we talked about Logitech and a, a buddy of mine, Mike mm-hmm. Salbert, who's a design genius. And really that, that integral skill has to have a voice and a seat at the table in order to shine through and have a positive impact. And ultimately, designers are some of the most talented and most creative and most in touch with consumers that that we have within our organization, be it graphic design, industrial design, and, and all the different points within that. And then we ended the season on how to role model modern leadership. And the phrase that I've probably already said throughout this show, I am the one and it's not about me. And that really did get people buzzing. I got a lot of feedback to that. Unfortunately, it's not mine. It's from a buddy of mine called Amir Ganard and his transformative leader, leadership work. And it really does focus the mind. And yes, you may be the one who's standing up, but it's not about you. It's about your teams. It's about your colleagues. It's how you show up and how you reset and redefine success. And throughout this, in terms of modern leadership, we really do advocate this idea that Jacinda Ardern is being both emulated and criticized for. And she talks about um, the, the power of leading with compassion, with strength and compassion. And that's so important in this day and age. And as you're doing that, then you're resetting and you're redefining success. Leaders have to start by by recognizing there's been this reset in the world of work and then actually change with that in mind and change with what this reality is and not deluding themselves on how things used to be. You need to take a step back and you need to diagnose before you respond and react. And so leadership is having to change and we're really proud to bring content that really resonates with the audience. Yeah, we we talked about taking a pause, didn't we? The the, the need for patience, um, not just taking that knee jerk reaction, um, which again I think uh, sort of struck a couple of nerves, didn't it? Sometimes it can just be a hundred miles an hour all the time. So let's now pivot and take the the agile marketing action plan and actually what does it mean to us? How are we actually applying it? And I'll take the lead 
in framing that the the work I do, a lot of the work I do is is based on the capability building and the agile marketing action plan is is fundamental. My greatest passion is actually helping people unleash their creativity and discover their their potential. And so for me, the the key areas from this plan was the vision and mission and, and the values component, the the marketing playbook and how that content and creativity through storytelling played a role. And then leading in a in a people first approach, that whole leadership episode where the ways of working and communication are so paramount. And it's it's all about not diving straight into the PL and actually starting elsewhere. So for me, the, the vision, mission, and values, it's not theory. It's it's built on data experience, successes and failures. And ultimately, what works for us is that does this stuff actually work whether you've got multi-million dollar budgets, which I've had in my career, or you're a smaller entrepreneur, which I'm also feeling, or even working in a nonprofit or with nonprofits, does any of this stuff actually work? What does work and what doesn't? And recently, a key piece of work I've done with Cathedral Kitchen, which is a, a nonprofit in Camden, New, New Jersey, and we did some work to develop a three-year strategic plan with some help from nonprofit experts and in the partnership with the executive director and key board members. Now, there's the whole disruption of COVID happening. The the organization's mission is to help people out of food insecurity and champion their pursuit of stability and prosperity. And what was inspiring for me was that a nonprofit, which has got a lot going on, having to serve the community, had time to spend on the strategic plan to commit and deliver it. But ultimately, the huge amount of effort was put into the vision, mission, and the values that we stand by. And in in my own practice, I'm working with a couple of organizations and an organization called um, CI Squared, which I'm a managing partner. And we're in a formation mode. And what values we state are what we want to do in reality. So it's exciting to be forming and setting that direction and actually putting it into practice. Because listen, I've been part of hierarchies where senior members didn't have the the value the of the opinions of other team members, and we had good information, but we it wasn't used to course correct, and they weren't listened to. And then we've launched products that rejected by customers or ignored by consumers, kills morale, productivity, and trust. So all of doing it wrong has helped me realize why doing it right and placing that first is so important. And that ties nicely into the marketing playbook because that's all about the, the blueprint you have for marketing. It's like the instruction manual that that you had. Uh, and s- some of the, the work um, at the start of the year I was working on was actually turning the theory again into workable processes. So you had pages and pages of PowerPoint, but actually there was nothing the teams could use. Mm. So we had to work. I was played a role in turning that into um, a, a documented process, but was actually practical and accessible. And as we dug into it, it's amazing that when things weren't fully documented and reflected, how many veto rights existed when you actually dig into things and it wasted time, money and resources and, and the failure to learn from mistakes or even sharing best practices. So do you actually have a playbook that works to you? And again, and works for you. So I love doing that work and turning the what into the how and the values absolutely come come to life in doing this. And one of the key ones that you'll hear me say over and over, decide who decides and when you decide. Ultimately, my mantra is the person closest to the data gets to make the decision. And that is such a disruptive concept. But when you can put that into practice, it really will unleash the better results. So it's no longer about the most senior person having the loudest voice. It's about the person closest to the data actually being able to respond and 
be decisive. And that way you'll unleash the power of your agile teams. You'll be able to iterate, evolve, and move to solutions faster. Generating killer content and creativity for me is all about writing inspirational briefs and really unleashing the other people, the other partners in in the relationships and making sure that you actually do force yourself to write things down to get to that wonderful content, to get to that creativity. And you're doing that in a way where you can capture hearts and minds. And storytelling is such a key component of doing that. And I know you talked about that in the episode on killer content and storytelling has two components, being able to tell stories that inspire, but also actually to be able to listen with empathy to your key stakeholders. And one thing marketers can spend more time on beyond their brand story is the customer hero story. Where are the customers and their users in the story? How do they connect? How do you inspire them? And how do you talk about them in connecting and communicating with the outside world? So there's a storytelling framework that is applicable in some of the work I do, which can really help people succeed, help inspire and help you listen effectively. And then as I keep going, I keep going on and I'm sure you agree in terms of how modern role modeling, modern leadership really does inspire the next level. And it's all about that rolling up your sleeves from senior leaders. So the best scenarios I've seen is where the, the senior leaders actually don't see it as if they send people off to be trained, but they're actually present. They show up and they're part of it. They go through it with their people as well, or they go through their own version and they can be role models and advocate for the the skills and the mindsets and the behaviors. And so those are how I've brought it into life. And working on those initiatives is, is really a passion of mine and also how to role model and do modern marketing. Yeah, no, I, I think that point about leading by example is is so true, and we 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 sort of try to do that with the podcast. I think in in a in a lot of ways, um, and either reflecting that into the work we're doing or using the work that we're doing to reflect back into the the podcast. No real surprises there, I suppose. But you know, my playbook for Moreno marketing is is quite well established now. It's been going full steam since January 18. And predominantly, I'm working in organizations that are either intent on transformation or in need of transformation. And and a lot of them are startups and scale-ups, but not all of them. Uh, I've been working with uh, Ipsy, for example, that's the Institute of Professional and Self-Employed over here in the UK, uh, a fundamental role um, during so COVID, lobbying for the rights of um, uh, the self-employed. And I've worked with them for over a year on that transformation of the product, the culture, the brand, the working style. But it tends to start with an audit. It tends to start with an evaluation of what is important and what is working and what isn't. And what I'm really keen to do and make sure that is in every single audit is that embraces stakeholder interviews from throughout the organization. And you'd be surprised how much resistance there can be sometimes. You know, just just interview the top five senior leaders and that will be fine. But it's it's so important to make sure that this is a collaborative effort. And for me, that's part of the philosophy of what I'm actually delivering. It's not about leaving someone with a 70-page impenetrable PowerPoint presentation is about something collaborative that feels that it's owned by the team, that feels like it's their work that can be left behind to to implement it. And um, that, I think, is, a again, part of that mindset. Um, and once that order is in place, there's a blueprint to follow, and nine times out of ten, 
they ask you to stick around to, to, to deliver on it anyway. So you shouldn't feel protective about these things. If you open yourself up to say, look, here's something of value. I'm here. If you need it, then it tends to work out well for you. And, and as I mentioned earlier, a lot of it is establishing what that North Star is and the foundations. And, and I may be brought in to sort out performance marketing or help secure investment or launch a new product. But unless you have a foundations place in place, you, it's like building on sand, shifting sands. And, and there's no surprise, Sam, that um, it, the plan will consist on a sort of a, trying to create a testing mentality, uh, making sure it's got the best of content marketing exp- expertise, turning the brand inside out so the public see what's on the inside, that authentic company culture, as well as providing investors with the right level of data for them to make the investment decisions they need and, and let the team get on with the operational job. So it's quite fascinating, really, when I was thinking about this. Whilst the podcast has been running, I've acted as interim CMO in two organizations, uh, supported one, for instance, a, a fintech startup called Unbiased through a £5 million investment round. I've helped four founders articulate their purpose and turn it into a public-facing brand and led two new, new product development proje- uh, projects. And, of course, this season has been the combined blueprint that we've put um, put together, and and I see that reflected in in all of those organisations, which I'm quite proud to see, really. And and it's nice when the actual sort of the entrepreneurs or the founders or the the marketing managers go, ah, I um, I listened to that episode, and I can really see how that resonates with us. That's a a really fulfilling sort of part of what we do, I think. And and finally, I think is something that all of our listeners have had to do and it's just worth calling it out. I've I've had to adjust my working style and my mindset like everyone else to to working at home and and I've also had to do it with my um, daughter Rosie who's 8 months old now at time of recording and and that's led me to think about things differently for certain and and also how to combine work and home life for for the greater good. It's not easy. Everyone's had to do it and everyone has had to adapt. Um, and that is why um, I think it's it's worth us just repeating the, the, uh, the um, offer of the help that we put at the top of the show. Um, yeah. Go on. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just going to say, listening to you, I think the beauty of the the reason this show works and we work is this is not all theory, just stuff we're putting out. It's actually stuff we're applying on ourselves and applying throughout the world the world of work that we do. And so, when you talk about the the work as CMO, the the work of Agile, the work as a, as a you know, as a father, as a new parent, it's all awesome. As we think about putting these mindsets, these behaviors, and these skills into practice and learning new skills and applying them, be it in the for-profit or non-profit world, be it for multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar companies, in fact, to smaller startup or entrepreneurial organizations. How do we adjust? How do we pivot? And how do we take those principles and then apply them in a productive way? So I, I love the fact that we are offering to our listeners the opportunity to tap into our expertise so so when we say we're here and we want to sort of uh, you know hear from your listeners we absolutely do uh, whether it's providing an objective analysis 
outlining some of the steps that may be required or helping to put an action plan in place, please, um, you know, the offer is real, so take us up on it. Um, and uh, how can I access the offer, Sam? So you can go to marketingtransformed.com through the interweb. So if you go to marketingtransformed.com, you'll find uh, an online form where you could contact us and give us a little bit of information. And we will honor that through October 2020. Obviously, there are limited places, but through October 2020, please reach out for the opportunity for that 30-minute consultation through the application of the Agile Marketing Action Plan. And we'd love to help out some of our listeners. So please follow up and we'll look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, we definitely will. Definitely will. So look, time's getting on. It's an extended show for the um, the finale of the of season. But but why don't you take us through the three takeouts for this one? Well, I'll start with saying look, the Agile Marketing Action Plan is, is there. It's a system that we truly believe in. It's interdependent. We do believe you start off with the cornerstones, but the pieces do work well together. So look to apply the process on your own brand, business, organization, whether it's for-profit or non-profit. Secondly, thanks for your continued ears. It's really appreciated. And we sometimes feel as if we're talking to a black hole, but more and more in the last six months or so, we've been getting a lot of responses and a lot of direction. So thank you for your time, everyone. Thank you for reaching out and it's really helping make the show better. And thirdly, reach out for that 30-minute consultation. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And next episode will happen, but not straight away. Um, We're moving on to season five. We are going to be looking at bringing in some of the experts, some of the the role models that we've talked to over the the last year, actually, and and diving deep into some of the subjects that really um, resonated with us and our listeners. So uh, more of that to come. Thank you so much for listening and, uh, you know, over to you, Sam. Yeah, Chris, as you've just tied up neatly, the next season is coming soon and we're going to make a little announcement in the near future and perhaps even put out a teaser episode. So we'll get cracking on that. We'll have a little pause as you reach out to us and you'll hear from us soon on season five. So Chris, without further ado, have a great week across the pond. Well, that's it for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Find more by visiting marketingtransform.com and click on the subscribe link. If you listen via Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud or anything else, then click on follow, subscribe or type Marketing Transformed into search. We're a new show, so please leave us a review, comment or ask a question. We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at marketingtransformedshow at gmail.com.